Welcome to Power Talk with Caitlin Power. I'm Caitlin, a certified clinical hypnotherapist who helps you clear out the BS subconscious beliefs that have been keeping you from reaching your goals. And I show you how to upgrade your identity into the most confident, fulfilled you that you were always meant to be. So if you're ready to stop playing small and join transformative conversations around mindset, manifestation, business, wellness, and hear from the it girls that are out there living their dream lives, I'm so excited to have you here. Let's get started. Hey, this is Caitlin. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited about this episode because on TikTok, this is what I get asked to talk about the most which is dating, love, how to manifest, love your partner, what to do if he doesn't text you back or you're going to make signals, all of, all of the above. And I'm just so happy to have this podcast now where when you guys ask me, I get a lot of DMs on Instagram about this, TikTok comments. Now I can direct you to these episodes. And so if I sent you here, hey, <laughs> because I can just get into the deeper levels here of what I'm talking about and the concepts of the energetics and mindset behind love and dating and manifesting that I can't in a shorter TikTok video. Like if you want to really dive deep and be understanding the complexities of it, this is where you go, which is perfect. So I'm really excited about it. I have another episode that's all about how men categorize women when they first meet and how women categorize men when they first meet, which is completely different. And I think really unravels the mystery of does he like me or not? Because they, the way that we do this is so different and it just is going to give you a lot of clarity around your situation. So I'm not sure what order I'm posting these episodes. And if I've posted that one already, I'll link it in the show notes. If I haven't, make sure you go follow this podcast, follow this podcast, you click follow show on Apple podcast. I don't know if it's the same on Spotify and everything else, but make sure you're subscribed to it basically so that when I post a new episode, you get alerted and then you'll know when that one's up. I want to get started on talking about how basically I used to have, and I think this is why my videos do so well is because you guys resonate with this, whether you have been in this place before or you are in that now, which is, I used to have such a desperate mindset around dating. And I feel like when you're younger, it's just hard because you're caught up in all this programming that came from these Disney movies and these rom-coms and different things that you see online. And maybe the way that your parents interacted with each other or other important relationships in your life. And it's really hard to disentangle yourself from those and realize and recognize what a healthy love relationship looks like, especially if you haven't had an example modeled for you. And I also think that we, what I was saying with the rom-coms and the Disney movies, we start off by seeing that we're supposed to have this meet cute, which meet cute is the term in books and movies and TV shows when the male and the female lead or the male and male lead or the female and female lead meet. And they either have a super romantic meeting or they it's like a silly one where they run into each other in the hall and drop all their book drop the books and the other one picks it up and they just stare at each other and it's just something or 
they have a situation where maybe it's enemies to lovers and they don't like each other at first, but there's all this sexual tension. And so basically we're taught that we need to have this really powerful, overwhelming meeting with the person that we're going to be with. And I think that can really take people for a ride because I am evidence. I've had so many meet cutes that were really freaking cute and most of them turned out to not ever be an important relationship in my life, a meaningful relationship. They just were someone that I had met and whatever, and maybe it fizzled out or whatever. So I think that when we get into these situations where you have such a magical moment or attraction with someone and sparks are flying when you meet, you feel like, well, the only reason this is happening is because this person is going to be super important in my life. And I'm just here to tell you that that's not always the case. And I've had really meaningful, deep romantic relationships in my life that did not have a meet cute at all. And it was a really average, normal meeting. Like, hey, I'm Caitlin, you know? And so there's things like this that we were taught or modeled from childhood or, you know, other relationships and media and whatnot that I think really get us tied up because then we start going on this journey of who this person is. Like you meet someone, you have a super cute meeting. And then, so like, say the guy's name is Tim. (laughs) Say the guy's name is Tim. You have this like beautiful, magical meeting and he just kind of like blows you away and you just feel like I haven't connected with someone like this ever or in a long time and then you go home and it's like that taylor swift song enchanted where it's like you know i'm not gonna sing don't worry but it goes this night is sparkling don't you let it go i was enchanted to meet you so you go home feeling so enchanted by tim and then you start picking out things that he said where he said i enjoy spending time with my brother or something and you start going off on oh he's such a family man he loves spending time with his brother that must mean that he is super family oriented and that means that he's going to want to start a family one day which is good because I want to start a family and then you start thinking about the family that you'd have together and what his last name would sound like on your name and you go off thinking about your wedding day and how you'll reference this magical meeting and on and on it goes when really did he, did he say that? Did he say that he's family-oriented? Did he say he, wanted, he wants to have kids one day? And really, you're so wholly delusional at this point. You've stepped 10 million steps forward. And, you know, it's very possible that Tim does not want to have kids. And he really doesn't care about his family much at all. And so he probably isn't also going to want a family with you. This has... I don't want you to, you might be feeling a little personally attacked through this podcast episode, by the way, which don't trust because awareness is the first step to change. And I was equally as delusional and I still get delusional sometimes, you know, in that way. I think that all of manifesting is delusion. So I'm, I'm for delusion. I'm team delusion. But when it comes to dating, it's really, you have to be on the date that you're on. You need to be where you are and not be creating this person that you really have no idea if they're that person and the only way you're going to know is with time and truly you can be the smartest 
most eloquent, most badass person, and then you have a crush on someone <laughs> and you just become the most delusional person ever. That's just what a crush is really. And so don't feel like that's abnormal. It's completely normal. But the point is, is that when you have the right mindset about dating, you're going to have so much more fun. You're going to find that person that you're really looking for and have a healthy relationship because really you have to ask yourself, is your end goal peace or chaos? Because I know that for me, looking back when I was younger, I really idealized this like chaotic up and down, super passionate relationship. Because I think, again, that's what was fed to me a lot in the media, or at least what I was consuming, I guess. I think that you can have so much passion in a peaceful relationship that you feel safe and protected in. And that chaotic up and down mixed signal thing is just not the vibe for me. If it is the vibe for you still, then I invite you to meditate on that and think, is that something that how do you really want to feel in your relationship? If you are looking for the chaotic, unhealthy situation, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. But I just want to make it known that if you are, if you do feel that desperate energy, maybe you like someone right now, you just like can't stop thinking about them and you're thinking about, did I say something wrong or do something wrong? And you got, you're going into the delusion. Am I not what he or she wants and all of that? Just know that that's completely normal. That brings me to this point. I was reading this Harvard article. I looked it up after recording this and the article is called Love Actually, the Science Behind Lust, Attraction, and Companionship. So it says sexual arousal, but not necessarily attachment, appears to turn off regions in our brain that regulate critical thinking, self-awareness, and rational behavior, including parts of the prefrontal cortex. In short, love makes us dumb. <laughs> so you're not alone. Harvard says you're not alone. And I certainly know that to be the case from my experiences, friends, and all the people in my DMs. This is a very common experience. The point is getting yourself to have this dating mindset. And again, it's a learning, there's a learning curve. There's also times where you'll think you really have it down and then something kind of rocks you and you just got to pick it back up and pick up this mindset that will have you just enjoying yourself so much more, feeling so much more peaceful, magnetic, confident, beautiful, and just be able to enjoy dating because I think it's a part of life for a reason. I think if we just all met our person day dot, then which would be creepy and weird, but I think that if we all met our person just say, you know, in high school or whatever, I think life would be a lot less interesting. I think that we would appreciate it a lot less. I just think that when you are with your person and when you're married and maybe you have children or whatever it is that you envision for yourself, you're not going to have these times again where you will be out meeting all these people, like which I think is a huge part of life is being able to meet all these other humans and have this experience together and to be able to connect based on your values and your viewpoints and qualities that you enjoy in others and maybe some of those people become relationships but maybe they become lifelong friends and I just think it's such a magical time if you let it be and I know that some of you might be thinking like um bitch I've been out here <laughs> the people suck and that's why this mindset is so important because it's very common to limit your experience whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously by saying dating in LA sucks because 
everyone is just influencers or blah, 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 or dating in Orange County sucks because of X, Y, and Z, or wherever you are, dating in Florida sucks because everyone's sweaty. (laughs) Just kidding. But I think that we limit our dating experience based on location or age or just your past experiences of not finding someone. And so you go, okay, the mind likes what's familiar. The subconscious likes what's familiar. And so what's familiar is that you haven't met someone that you like or that was a good experience. And so you are expecting, predicting future disappointments so that you're not surprised when you're disappointed in the future. And so that it won't hurt as much, which it's still going to hurt the same. So don't expect disappointments based on past experiences You're pushing your past into your future and into your present by manifesting what you have already experienced in the past. Like what you have experienced in the past is over. It's past. It's not, it doesn't even exist anymore. All that exists is now. And so when you pull in like my ex, which I mean, I'm guilty of this. Like I, it happens when things come up and something reminds you of your ex or you're trying to connect with someone based on experience and my ex used to this or whatever and you could have like literally no feelings for your ex but you're bringing it back into the present trying to remember that you're creating something new now like every time that you bring your past into your present you're creating it again and this is how people get into patterns and cycles that they don't want to be in so just remember that okay maybe yesterday dating in new york sucked but today it's awesome and putting that intention out there just acting as if that is the case And really the biggest thing for me from going from feeling like there was like nothing out there. And then when I switched my mindset and felt like I have people coming up to me all the time and feeling like there's so much opportunity for connection and really having like good connections. I think it's just all about being open energetically to possibilities and knowing that literally any day you could meet the love of your life or you can meet your best friend. If you think about the important people in your life, besides your family, one day you were somewhere and you met someone that ended up being so important to you and you would have had, you never knew it was just an ordinary situation. And looking back, it, you know, it feels more meaningful and exciting because of how much they mean to you now but really that could happen anytime in any place so that's the exciting part about it and I think that if you are open in that way also I've realized that like you might think something's going one way you might meet someone in the beginning of the night and then and you think oh this is really exciting but it ends up being that your friend is talking to someone else and they have a friend and then you end up connecting with them later in the night and that connection's way stronger. Like you have to be so open because I think when you had you have been fixated on the, the first person that you met in the beginning of the night, you wouldn't be open to the possibility of meeting that other person. It really could happen at any point. So the point is not being so closed off and really being open to the experience of allowing God, spirit, angels, universe to do that other part of, I always say that manifestation is a group project. Like it's 
you and your co-creator with whatever you believe in for me it's god but i do my part i go somewhere like you can't meet your husband at your house like he's not at your house you know you can't meet your wife at your house she's not at your house <laughs> you have to leave the house and so you go somewhere and that's you doing your part and like following your intuition because you might think oh you know i'm really wanting pizza right now and you go to pizza and you meet your person in line or whatever like you follow your nudges you put yourself out there in places that you could meet your person. And then God does the part of that you could never do yourself. You could never put yourself into that path where you meet the person and it ends up being better than you ever expected. Leaving that room for that magic of the part that you can't do, you don't have to do, like how much of a relief is it that you don't have to do that part you don't do the how just staying open putting yourself in situations that you might feel uncomfortable in the way like in a safe way obviously it's just uncomfortable because maybe you are more introverted or talking to people is uncomfortable at first but the more you do something the more it's not or maybe you go up to someone and say hi or you like go stand next to someone where they have the opportunity to more easily say hi then you allow the other part to do their part that I think is one of the biggest things and what I've noticed and again when I say things it's like I'm this isn't the end-all be-all but what I've noticed from the people in my audience and my own experiences is that women tend to operate from a place of scarcity a lot more than men when it comes to dating and that doesn't mean that men don't get hurt and feel like oh I felt like that was the one and I'm not going to feel like that again but it just tends to be the case that men seem to be able to like dust themselves off and know that there's other connections out there more easily than women I think women also <laughs> women also tend to have higher standards maybe for themselves where I'm not saying men don't again but I just think that women are so used to really having to work for what they want in life and they feel like I'm going to make this happen because I want it, like I'm going to get it and I'm going to get it now. So I think that when women find someone that meets those standards, at least at first sight or first meeting, where they feel like, whoa, I am so particular and I have a connection with someone, like this is rare and it's not gonna come around again soon, like based again, like looking on the past to predict their future, which again, maybe you've lived 27 years of life feeling like you don't meet people that you're attracted to often. And like that could literally all change now if you decide it, like I promise you. You could start this new mindset of people come up to me often. I really meet quality people. I tend to have a lot of connections. It's like just I have options now and I promise that will end up being your experience. And I think that when women, especially if they have like particular taste, which is fine, I think that a lot of women, there's things that they're really looking for. And I think that's awesome. Not to say again, I feel like I just, I am like in the back of my head having men come for me, <laughs> but I guess on podcasts, they can't really like, there's no comment section. So whatever, come for me all you want. But I think they get into this scarcity mindset of there's a lack of men like this out there. There's a lack of men that have these qualities or these viewpoints or the way that they are showing up like a man, like they actually are like buying your drink and they are asking you if you got home safe and staying connected to you, like not just texting you on the weekend when they want to hang out with you, but sending a text during the week being like, hey, how's your week going? Like I want, you know, the intention is to stay close and connected 
in between seeing each other so that we get to know each other. Men that are in their masculine energy and like know how to protect and treat a woman that so she feels safe and that she feels like she can open up and get to know so you. When women find someone like this, they just feel like this there's this lack, like this isn't gonna happen again. I have to make this work and like this is the type of guy that I want and so I need to have it. I need to have it now and it has to be this one. <laughs> when really, if you open yourself up, open your eyes, you will see there are men like that out there. I promise you. And if this isn't the one because it's missing something big, like you have to let it go because that guy is holding up space where your person needs to be and wants to be, but can't be because you are energetically closed off. That guy that is not right for you is taking up the space in your life where your actual person should be. Saying no to almost is saying yes to your person. I'm gonna say that again. Saying no to almost is saying yes to your person. So if something's almost there, maybe you have the chemistry, but you don't have the intellectual connection. You just feel like the conversations aren't that interesting. And if the person wasn't attractive, you really would be bored in the conversation. That's an almost like you got a big piece of it there, but you didn't get the other piece that's happened to me before. And it's like, you can try and try, but if you don't have aligned values and you feel like the person isn't going into depth with you in the way like they're trying to understand your mind, then that's really not going to work out because chemistry only can get you so far. So when you realize, okay, this was almost, and that means that you were so close, you're so close to your person, but you have to say, no, I really do believe that the universe gives us tests to see if we're ready. I call this advancing through a challenge and it's part of my manifestation process. And it doesn't happen every time, but it does happen a lot where a challenge comes up where it's like, oh, you completely upgraded your identity you're living as this confident person that knows exactly what they want and they're manifesting everything. And then you feel like, okay, I feel ready to start dating now. And then your ex comes and texts you or someone from your past pops up or someone exactly like someone from your past pops up and you see that it's a very, it's just cut and paste, basically the same type of dynamic. That's a challenge that you have to say no to that person so that you can say yes to what you're manifesting. And that's literally the universe testing saying, okay, is she ready? She says she wants a person. Let's find out. And then the first test they give you, you go, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm in love, blah, 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 run back into the same pattern. Then that means no, eh, you're not ready. You failed the test and that's fine. It happens, but you got to remedy the situation. You got to cut that situation out of your present. So then you can start manifesting. And when the next challenge comes along, you go, oh, these actually have the red flags of showing up exactly like something that I know that I don't want. I, this isn't the person for me. Yeah, they have all these things that I do like, but there's something really big here that we don't agree on or it's something that I just really am looking for in a person. So that's not it. And like, awesome. That means I'm super close. And that also means that I just advanced through my challenge. So go me. And I'm excited for when my person walks in. So to just quickly recap what we've talked about so far with this dating mindset that you are now upgrading your identity into someone that is great at dating, that has multiple connections and you know that it's not rare when you have a connection, it's something that happens to you often and you have options. And this is why I think that a lot of women benefit from dating multiple people at once. 
I don't think the same should be for men. That's my personal opinion. But I think that women, and I'm not saying like sleeping with multiple people. I'm saying that you are getting to know multiple people, staying open until something becomes more serious with someone. And then you, you know, choose that person. I think when you keep your options open as a woman and knowing, okay, I just had a magical meeting with this person, but I'm also going to dinner or I'm going to this soccer game or whatever this weekend. And it's super possible that I'll have equally or if not more of a connection with someone I meet there, like staying open. And then really, if you meet multiple people, then you get to know those people until you decide that you like someone. So recapping, it's not rare to have a connection. So stop becoming someone different and getting all desperate and weird and not yourself because of the scarcity situation, knowing that there's so many options out there for you. And then knowing that chemistry is important, but it's not everything. So when you feel that meet cute thing where sparks are flying, it really can be so many (laughs) things. It could just be a lesson for you to learn. It could be God showing you like, remember, this is fun. Remember what it feels like to be desired and wanted. This is completely available for you if this is something that you want, but it's not this person. And also if you are someone that's drinking, like it very can very, very possibly be you find yourself attracted to someone while you're drinking. And then the next day you're kind of like, you know what, going on a date with them feels like a chore because we didn't connect at all. We didn't have common experiences. Every time I asked him to tell me something about himself, what he likes to do, he really couldn't come up with anything. Or I asked about his family and he really gave me zero. So knowing that chemistry is important, but it's not everything. Connection is so important. Timing is so important. Compatibility is so important. And you're only going to know a lot of those things with time. And that brings me to my next point that I want to dive into is pacing. Like this will change your life. Start pacing when you're dating. It's not a race. You do not deserve to be rushed. You are not a person that should be rushed. Like you're not a McDonald's drive through Your love story shouldn't happen in two weeks. No offense to anyone who does. Again, there's exceptions to everything that I say. But for the most part, you're building something and building something takes time. Again, I think a lot of us listening are just really driven people. And it's like that I want it, I got it thing. And again, you get to have it. But something that I've realized with maturity is that I don't think a connection that is where you're basically love bombed and someone's kind of promising everything or showing a a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of interest at first. Like I don't find that attractive anymore because there's a few things at play here. Like love bombing is a huge thing that you want to avoid. And I can dive deeper into that in another episode if you want. You don't want to be chased. Like you think you want to be chased. You don't because if we're talking like from a woman and the the man is supposed to be the pursuer. You want to be pursued. You don't want to be chased. It's You're not a mouse. It's not a cat and mouse thing. He will catch you. If you are interested in him, he will catch you. And then what? If he just loves the chase, then he got you and he's going to lose interest very quickly. You don't want to be chasing. You don't want someone that's thrilled by the chase. It's okay if they enjoy pursuing you like men biologically. 
are hunters in that way where someone that's in their masculine in a healthy way is going to want to protect a woman, is going to want to provide for her, and is going to want to make her feel really safe and know that he's got her. Like, she doesn't have to worry, he's got it. But that doesn't mean there's a difference between being pursued and a man matching your energy and then a man chasing you. Like, when you're saying no, like, he texts you, asks you out, and you say no, and then he consistently is like coming for you, liking all your Instagram stories and asking you out again, texting you again. And he's, he's making it seem like manipulating you like, oh, I'm just persistent. Like I just get what I want and I want you and stuff. Like that's not cute. It's not cute because he likes the chase. And when he gets you, he's going to drop you. You want someone that's pursuing you, that is respecting your boundaries, respects you and isn't looking at you like a snack that gets to be gobbled up. (laughs) He's looking at you like you're a five course meal. I shouldn't be comparing this to food, but you're something that should be savored and enjoyed and that each step with you is something that he's enjoying and getting to know you is extremely interesting to him. And what's not interesting is fast forwarding through all the steps and trying to race through a whole relationship in a month. That's not hot. It's not cute. We're not about it. And recognizing, again, if you're listening to this going, oh shit, (laughs) I have been wanting that because We're taught to want, like, we're taught to want someone to be, like, obsessed with us. And I think if you know from my TikTok, my most viral video is how to make him obsessed with you. And again, it was, I used the hook that was viral on TikTok because I'm seeing all this unhealthy bullshit go around. And if you watch the video, you see that I'm actually giving you, like, really healthy mindset and energetics of manifestation steps but i'm not it's not about the guy it is not about the guy and having it not be about the guy is like what gets you your guy so i hope that makes sense and you can go watch that video if you want to see more of like what i'm talking about there but when you recognize that you don't want to be chased you want someone to be matching your energy, you're going to manifest a much healthier relationship. When you find that right situation, the person will be in his masculine pursuing you. But how that's different, if you're confused, and I hope that I'm making this clear and I'm gonna try to make it clear right now. So if someone is pursuing you, they are matching your energy. So they're texting you saying, hey, would you like to get dinner Friday? And if you're interested, you say, yes, what time? They have a time and you go to dinner. And that he matched the energy of the situation. You were interested back and he, you guys went to dinner. And then he texts you on a Wednesday checking in, hey, what are you up to? Just to be connected through the week, which is awesome. And if they're not doing that, not not the best sign. I mean, at first it might be okay, but it should start to have, you should start to feel a connection in between seeing each other. And so if he texts you and you give something back that's like really short, because maybe you didn't really enjoy the date and you're not sure if you want to go on another date, And he texts back three more times and you text back something short. And then he texts you again the following day. Hey, like, do you want to get together? Or he gives you a call or 
whatever. He's not matching your energy because it's supposed to be he shows interest, you show interest, he shows interest. It's like a ping pong game and it's not a game in the way that you're tricking each other. There's nothing malicious or malintentioned about it. It's just we are getting to know each other and respecting each other's boundaries. Things take time. It takes time to build things and you're matching the energy not having someone be all over you because you weren't interested and you said no. So that turns them on. And then they're like all about you because now, oh, someone's not attracted to me. And that's like way more attractive. And that's someone that's honestly not at the place in their self-development <laughs> that you want. So remember to pace yourself. Even if you're feeling so excited about someone, if this is it, if this is the one for you, why are you rushing it? Play the long game. Like if this is your end game, why are you rushing it? You don't need a commitment right now because you don't even know who this person is fully. Yeah, things are looking great, but you don't want to rush through all the steps. You want to enjoy all of it because if this is your person, this is the last time you're doing this. This is the last time you're being courted. This is the last time that you will learn about him for the first time. So enjoy it and recognize that there's a lot of beauty in slowing down. And I think something a lot stronger is built from pacing and taking your time. Like, don't you want your person to take their time with you? I just feel like there's nothing better than that. And this isn't going, you know, weeks without hearing from them or seeing them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking your time, getting to know each other, not rushing into what does this mean for us and everything. It's taking each step, meeting their friends, having them meet your friends. And it's not all at once, like really getting to know each other, having a lot of alone time together, not just doing group hangs and then just deciding that you're together, really figuring out if this is a person that you enjoy being around and you enjoy spending a lot of time with. And along the lines of games, I think this is like the last thing that I want to go into because otherwise this episode is going to be pretty long and I feel like we need to do a part two of this because I'm really not done. <laughs> but the next thing, so we've talked about scarcity, we've talked about pacing, we've talked about the meet cute scenario. <laughs> And then we also talked about chemistry, connection, timing, and compatibility briefly. I think maybe we should dive deeper on those later, but about playing games, like don't play games going along with the matching someone's, matching someone's energy. When you play games, you're allowing them to play games. So you can't be mad if you waited 45 minutes to text back, you can't be mad that they're playing the same game to you because you played it first and they're matching your energy and I just don't play those bullshit games. Like if I'm on my phone and someone texts me, I don't wait to text them back to make myself look cool. I am cool. I have a life. <laughs> I don't need to pretend that I'm not on my phone. I am on my phone. And yeah, of course you can take like time to think of, oh, what do I want to say? Or if you wanted to say something funny or cheeky or whatever, of course, but you're not intentionally waiting four hours or whatever it is to text them back. It's not a game if you want to, like that is just starting a relationship off to me on the wrong foot. Like it feels really manipulative and you want someone to really like you for who you are and not because 
you got them through some game you were playing. I think that texting is a huge part of that. And for men, if men are listening, when you don't text a woman back, like there's a window. (laughs) The window should be like one to three hours. And of course, if you're like doing something, if you're out camping or whatever you do, of course, but like say, hey, sorry, I was doing this so that they don't think that you're just like fucking around doing your weird game thing. And if you're just like a bad texter, which I don't fully believe in that because to me, I just feel like if someone, I've seen it on both ends with men and women, like when you're excited about someone, you're going to be texting back. Like it's not like you forget to text someone back that you're excited about. You just don't. You get the little rush when they text you. I just don't believe in the bad texting thing. If that's the story you're telling yourself, (laughs) then maybe decide if this is someone that you actually care about, if you want her to feel safe and if you want her to text you because when you don't text her back, if you wait the next day or if you wait hours, she's not going to feel safe to text you back again. And that like chips away at her feeling safe in telling you things and opening up to you and asking you to hang out. Like she'll match your energy all day long. Like you asked last time to hang out, she'll ask you to hang out. But if you didn't text her back or made her feel like there's a possibility that she could be stranded because you never texted back, whether that was your intention or not, you're not going to be getting that back from her anymore. She's going to slowly stop texting you. And if she does, it's going to be a lot less of a connection. Like before she might have been texting you, trying to like get to know you or feel like close to you and know how your day went. And now she's just going to be sending you like, yes, no, like liking your message or yeah, it was good. Like you're not going to get much from her because men, you need to make them feel safe protected if you want them to be vulnerable and feel safe in their feminine which is why it kills me when a guy's like yeah but she plays the game or she doesn't ever ask me to hang out or she doesn't ask me these things why do I always have to make the move and it's like okay well have you been making her feel safe have you been responding have you been when she asks like is vulnerable with you and share something about her to you are you just sending her back something short if you make a woman feel safe and she's interested you will be getting that energy matched back to you as much as you're like as much as you're investing in her she will invest in you my closing point on this and i will do a part two because i'm just not done with this mindset stuff and i think that the more you listen to it and hear examples and the more you start implementing it in your life the more it becomes a part of your identity and you don't have to feel that desperation and loneliness and everything anymore. So the more I think that you listen to this and talk about it with people that you know, the more it integrates into your brain and becomes a part of your experience. So more episodes is always great, but I just want to close the loop with saying, do you want to have a partner or a fan? So we're talking about how someone chases you or pursues you, the chasing will feel like they're a fan. Like you, of course, want your person in the end to be your number one fan and you're theirs, but it's a partnership. And that comes once you have a partnership. Like that shouldn't come in the courting phase. You should be with someone that has their own life, like has their own friends, has their own purpose 
And even if they're not in their dream job, they have a purpose that lights them up and they have something that they're working towards or that makes them feel content and fulfilled. When you get into the danger of the love bombing situation, it feels like a fan energy. And when you're getting chased, it feels like a fan. So they're just admiring you. And the danger with this is that they don't know you. So whatever they're fangirling about, fanboying about is not you. And that's the freaky part because you're like, I'm never going to be able to live up to this person that you've created that you're a fan of because it's not me. You don't know me yet. We just are getting to know each other. So for you to be this obsessed with me is the idea of me. It's a concept. It's not me. And then that's how you know it's not going to work. And of course, you want them to admire you, but I'm sure you're understanding what I'm talking about, the uh, distinction here. And I've had this happen to me before where it felt like a fan and it's not cute because you want someone that's your partner, your equal, that has their own thing, things going on. And in time, as they get to know you, yes, hopefully they're a fan, but they're also a partner. They're your equal. It's a different energy than the love bombing fan, gotta have you, chase you down vibe. So that's something, to, you know, a red flag to definitely look out for. And again, there's that distinction and you'll be able to tell. You'll be able to tell when it's someone has their own thing going on, their own life, but they also are giving you compliments and making you feel seen and understood and that they're interested in you. And then when it's just on the flip side, it's just self-serving. You're a game. They're trying to win a prize that they're trying to get. And as soon as they get it, it's done. So that's where I want to leave you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast or follow it or whatever it's called on whatever platform you listen to these on. And also follow me on TikTok or Instagram at caitlin.power. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.